It was originally an ancestral field. Umesav, and then your father died. You were Makdashik after you inherited it, basically. In other words, you understand you in both cases you bought the field from your father. In both cases, your father died. But were you Makdashik before? Rabbiram Shimon say, even if you're Makdashik before your father died, before you inherited it, it still has a lot like an inheritance field, an ancestral field that goes back to the Kohanim and Yobel if you didn't redeem it. Rameir says, no, only if you bought a field from your father and then he died before you were If it's a purchase field, that's not a Sarachuza. That's not an ancestral field. Sarachuza, a field that's not an ancestral field. It's a field that you bought from Yankel. But this is a Sarachuza. It's, it's eventually going to be, but it's only if you're, it only works if you're Makdashit after you inherited it. Your father died before. <laughs> they say that if your father died first and then you're Makdash, I don't need a posse for that. That's obviously a Sarachuza. Why is that? My love Maybe this machlokas between Rabbi Ram Shimon on the one hand, Rameir on the other hand is a following machlokas. The machlokas said yes, and Kirnbiachlokesh. The Rameir Savakin Peshkin Kirnbiachlokesh says, listen, when you bought it from your father, you bought it during Yovel, it's only a Kenyan Paris, right? So, but Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguf, like Rabbi Yochanan. Rameir holds Kenyan Paris like a Kenyan Aguf. What did he inherit? He bought it from his father. And if we say that he bought, now when he bought it, it's, since it's in Yovel, Anyway, it's only going to be Kenyan Paris. It doesn't really, it's only going to only until Yobel anyway, whoever it's going to go back to, right? It's going to go back to, to the, uh, to the family, let's say, or to the Kahanim in this case, if it's, uh, if, if he doesn't uh, redeem it. So who does it go back to? It goes back. It's like, goes back like an ancestral field. So what did he inherit here? He didn't inherit anything. He says, Ramayas over Kenyan Paris, it's like he owned it already. He didn't, he didn't inherit anything when his father died. Why? Because he already owned it. Since he had a Kenyan Paris, he bought it from his father. Even though it's only Kenyan Paris, but if Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Aguf, it's like he owned it. So when his father died, where did he get nothing? Since he didn't, since he didn't gain anything, so I need a pastor to tell me that if his father died, he was mocked the shit. You know what? It's still considered a Sarachusa. Why? Because he didn't inherit anything from his father. He already owned it. So if he didn't, if he already owned it, it should be like a purchase field, a purchase field which goes back to the original owners at Yovel, not go back to the Khanim. I need a pastor to tell me no, that Mace of it, even if even if he, he wasn't Makdish until after his father died, I still need a pastor to tell me that that's a Sarachuza. Normally a Sarachuza is what? You inherited a field from your father. You didn't buy anything from him, you inherited. You were Makdashit. If you didn't redeem it, and Gizbar sold it to other people, it goes back to the Kahanim in, in, in uh, at Yobel. But over here, you were mocked, over here, you bought it from your father. Okay, but when you so what, what happened? You bought it from your father. When you bought it from your father, even though it's only Kenyan Paris, so only it's during Yobel, everything is a Kenyan Paris. There's no permanent uh, land purchase. But if a Kenyan Paris is Kenyan Aguf, it's like you owned it. So like Rabbi Yochan holds, if you owned it, then when your father died, what did you get? Nothing. So if you got nothing, so maybe this is not a Sarachuza. It's a purchase field. You already owned it before. Kamash one, no. The Pussy tells me that since it was, since since at the end of the day, your father died before you were Makdashit. So, so to speak, you've got an inheritance here, and it's considered an inheritance field, even though logically it wouldn't work. When you bought it from your father, that's nothing. You know, it's not Kenyan Guftami. 
Now when the father dies, Hashmir, because now he's inheriting something because he only had a Kenyan Paris anyway. It's not a Kenyan Gulf. And now he's inheriting something. If his father died, then you're Makdish. Of course, I don't need a puzzle Mr. Sarachuza. Of course, if your father died, you inherited something before you were Makdish. Of course, that's the Sarachuza. What's the puzzle that teach me? A bigger Kiddush. You bought it from your father and you were Makdish before your father died. That's a chiddush. That's still considered a sarachuza. Who did it? That's what you need it for. So that's the machlokus here. Just like the machlokus of Yerusha Mishlakesh, whether Kenyan Paris is going to give The same way, Rabbi Rabbi Shimon said Kenyan Paris is lofty. Kenyan Gufdami. So therefore, when your father died, you inherited something. We, so if you were makdish and only after your father died, certainly that's a sarachuza, right? Because you didn't really own it before. Therefore, the pasuk is telling me even more than that. Even if you were makdish it before your father died, but according to a mayor. That your father, if you hold, if a mayor holds it, when you bought it from your father, you own it now. When your father died, you didn't get anything. You didn't gain anything. So, 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 if you didn't gain anything, all he's telling you is that the pasuk simply telling you that if your father died, if your father died, and then you were mocked to shit, you know what? Even though you didn't gain any, even if you didn't gain anything, your father died. But if he died before you were mocked to shit, it's still considered a sarachuza. That's the machlokas. Says the No, that's not the case. You don't. You want to say the machlokas to No, I'll tell you that Rabbi Shimon also hold the king of You could say that that it come out that way, even like Rabbi Yochanan. They were looking at the pasuk. The pasuk says again. The pasuk he quotes at the top there, in the middle of the page by if it's a purchase field, then it's no inheritance whatsoever. It's a field you bought from Yankel, then the rule is it goes back in Yobel to the original owner. What's that lotion? It says, Just say, What is that? They look at the possible darshan. That word mistay is extra. My What is considered a possession field, the field that you bought, you purchased, which goes back to the original owners in Yoba, doesn't go to the Kohanim. If you were Makdashit and you didn't redeem it, doesn't go to the Kohanim, it goes back to the original owner. What's that? It's only a Sada Miknaso, which is not fit to be a Sada Chuza. But when you bought it from your father, right, even though you were Makdashit before he died, but it's a Sada that's Ra'ui, it's fit, it's qualified to become a Sada because if your father dies, it's yours. So therefore, they're darshing the Pasik and they're not necessarily arguing about the concept of Kenya Peskin So we have this Machlokis again between Rabbi, between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, Kenya Peris, it's Kenya Tami. And of course, everybody agrees, right? Where's the Nafkamina? Nafkamina is when you bought a field only for. You didn't know that you bought it for five or 10 years just to work the field, just to get the pairs, but you're, you don't really own the field. Or, or during Yovel, right? During Yovel, we said, like we said yesterday, during Yovel, everything is, since it's going back to Yovel, everything is a Kenyan pairs. Is that Kenya a goof or not? So we gave answers and we said, well, it could be speaking about uh, um, when everybody would agree, right? When, um, when I bought something permanently, for example, today, if you bought a field, and there's no Yovel, Yovel doesn't apply today. So uh, at that point, when once the once uh, the uh, Reuben and Shimon, the, 
once they went into exile, there was no more Yovel. First, uh, the ones in Aver Yarden. And once they went, there's no more, there's no more rule of Yovel. Then everybody could agree that the Kenyan Paris is like Kenyan Aguf, because if you bought the field, in other words, it's not just from base, you bought a field permanently, a regular purchase. Not, not where I bought it for just for uh, just for five or ten years. I bought a field like today. You buy a field, right? You buy a field today. You own it in perpetuity. That would be a Kenyan. Uh, that would be a Kenyan uh, That's not a Kenyan payroll. That would be a Kenyan uh, So now the Gemara says, "Amr Yosef." We're about seven lines from the bottom of the page. If you bought something just for the payers again, either any purchase during Yobel or a purchase for five or ten years during. Uh, uh, not during Yobel. He wouldn't find a place for his hands or feet in the base. In other words, he wouldn't be able to come to terms. We would have a problem with him. Why? Because we have another Allah that Rabbi Yochanan says, and those two opinions were not jived. When brothers split up the Yerusha, father dies, and there's, let's say, five brothers, and they split up the, the land. What's their halacha? Is that their permanent land? In other words, each one, you have Reuben, Shimon, let's say four brothers, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. They split up the land, or let's say Reuben's not a Bechor, right? whatever it is, four brothers, one, two, three, four. They split up the land. Is that the land that was meant for them to be? In other words, and they don't have to give it back in Yobel? Rabbi Yochel says, no. They're like purchasers. Rashi explains the Ein Brela. How do you know which was meant for him? The brothers split it up, right? The brothers split up the land. They have, a, they have a lottery or they go to the lawyer and he works it out and you take, there's four fields, A, B, C, D. Uh, number one takes A, number two takes B and so on and so forth. But they split it up. Well, is that the land that was meant for them to be? That's only the old Yesh Brera. The old Aim Brera, how do you know he got the right land? What they have to do is, Rabbi Yochan says, at Yovel, they re-split it. They put it all back in the pot and they re-split it again. Okay, now, they give back Esau, that I've locked in you me. If you say Kenyan Paris is not Rabbi Yochanan's Kenyan, if you say, listen carefully, if you say Kenyan Paris is Lafki Kenyan Guftami, now listen very carefully to what I'm saying. According to Rabbi Yochanan, when they, when they uh, split up a field, right? The father dies, they split it up. They got, in Yovel, they got to put it back in the pot and do it all over again. Every Yovel, they got to do it back in the pot. That means that what do they have? Do they really own the land? No. Kenyan no. Paris, all they have is a Kenyan Paris. They can use the land, they can get the produce, but they don't really own the land. Now, if that's the case, how do they ever do, how do they ever, uh, when they bring Bikurim on from that land in Eretz Yisrael, when they bring Bikurim, how do they make a bracha? Right? If you hold like Rishlokesh, maybe the Enoch Kore, right? If Rabbi Yochum would say that Kenyan Paris is Lavka, Kenyan Gufta, I mean, they don't really own it. That's what Rabbi Shlokesh said. Rabbi Shlokesh says, maybe, um, if you bought, maybe the Enoch Kore, because you don't really own it. Now, if you say, since he holds that they don't, the brothers don't really own it, listen carefully, the brothers don't really own it. So they only have a Kenyan Paris. If Rabbi Yochanan holds Kenyan Paris, is Kenyan Goftami, okay. It's like Kenyan Goftami. They can make the bracha, and they can say the psukim when they bring the Bikurim. But if he would hold, if Rabbi Yochanan, who on the one hand holds that the brothers have to re-split it every Yovel, that means that they just have a Kenyan Paris. And if he would hold the Kenyan Paris as Lafki Kenyan Goftami, how would any any how would anybody how would any Jews how would any male Jews who own land in Eretz Yisrael, which was coming down from Yoshua all the way down, how could they ever uh, read the, the psukim? They don't really own it. They got to give it back in Yovel. The only way it would work out. Lo look at look at the Gemara. Isal lakdin girafim. Lo mishkachas the ma'aseh bikurim. 
Nobody would bring the corn and read the bracha. It doesn't mean Lamashkachas may be Ella. The only ones who would be Ella Chad Varchad Adyoshubanun. The only way it would work out is listen carefully. If from at the time of Yoshua, we have a guy called the Moshala. Moshala got a piece of land. Moshala had only one son, right? So there was nobody to split it up with. He doesn't have to give it back, right? It's it's his, it's his, at Yovel, he keeps it anyway, right? It's his permanently. Moshe had only one son. That son only had one son. That son only had one son. And going all the way down to modern times, it was only that that's the only one who would be maybe Bikore because he really owns it. If there would be two brothers at any point in time, they'd have to split it up again. Then they're only, and you only have a kid in Paris and you can't make a bracha. Elamai must be that since Rabbi Yochum holds Achim Shechalka, who was saying they got to give it back to Yobel, which means they only have a king Paris, he must also hold like we had, that Rabbi Yochum holds king in Paris is king in Gufnami. Therefore, even though the brothers, no matter how many brothers are, they split it up and they got a big back in Yobel, but they have the king in Paris, they can use the Paris. King in Paris is king in Gufnami, like Rabbi Yochum says, and therefore they could make the bracha. All he's saying is that since Rabbi Yochum says, Achim Shechalka, who said they got to resplit it at Yobel, it must be that he also holds king in Paris in Gufnami. Because if you came first, Lapkut, I mean, nobody would ever, no Jew would ever have to, would ever read the Psukim of when he brings the Bikurim. Because since he's got to split it with his brothers, right, he's, he's, uh, he only has a Kenyan of Paris. And if King Paris Lapkut and Yuftami, we all like Rishlakish that he wouldn't, he would never uh, make the Bracha. Amarava, even though we just seen the Gemara seem to say, and in general, we hold that Machlokis Rabbi Yochan and Rishlakish, we go usually like Rabbi Yochan, the, the, the more superior authority. And over here, the Gemara also, when I wanted to say the Machlokis uh, is the same as uh, Machlokis of Yerba Shimon on the one hand, Rameh on the other hand, is the same as Machlokis. And we said, no, everybody go, it sounds like we're trying to say like Rabbi Elkanan. Still, the Gemara says now in the last line on Memches of Anal, the the Pusik and Abraisa are proof to Rishlokish that maybe that maybe the Enokori, that King of Paris is Lav, the King of Guftami. Why? Ram seems to pass in Rishlakish. If you look back on yesterday's app, maybe the Enukari. Why? Because Kenya Paris is Lafi Kenya Lutami. How do we see that? The Pasik are now on Memchesim base. It says, but Mispar Shnei Tubosi Machar, right? We talk about Shasa Yobel. Shasa Yobel says, Mr. Rasaf said, we have to you know, you apportion the land, you know, you give them, you pay him according to the number of, when he deems the land, he has to get according to the number of, of Yobel, of years left. It doesn't say years, it says, the years of produce, mashma that the key is the produce, right? You go according to the produce, not according to machalach. In other words, it's just sold for the produce. It's not mashma that's only Kenyan Paris, it's lafking guftam. Says Rashi, the the um, the land itself, right? The guf, the 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 hard land itself is not really sold. What you're really selling is the produce. Right when you're talking about redeeming it back, so you you you, you sell it when you redeem it back, you pay according to how many years of produce. Like Smashbow was sold was what was sold was the produce. Yimachalach, the Smashbow was Yimachalach. What was sold was the produce, not the land itself. That's the proof from. In other words, it's a hint from the pasuk. In the Brisa, we see that Tanya. Listen to this. A man, a man uh, sold his field. Right, man sold his field. And uh, he died. He left uh, three sons, right? What happens in Yovel? What happens in Yovel? It goes back to the sons, right? One of the sons is Reuben, Reuben Shemalevi. Reuben is a Bechor. Bechor gets how much? Pishtayim. Okay, but a Bechor only gets Pishtayim in what's extent there. 
Not was coming. Let's say, let's say the father died and he left some assets, and he also had uh, Uncle Lou owed him some money, also, right? It's not here right now. Uncle Lou doesn't have the money yet. He's going to pay him back. Does the Bahor get a double share in there? No. He only gets Mashimas, only what's there, not what's not what's roughly to come. Not, you know, some uh, some windfall is going to come later on or some great uncle is going to die. Bahor only gets Mishnah in that. Here he says, if the father sold the field, right, Bukhar, and, and it comes back, Bechor, Bechor, even though the, the father died now and the sons are going to get the field back in Yovel, right? The father sold the field, let's say in year 40 of Yovel. In year 41, the father died. Eight years later, nine years later is Yovel, right? Then the field's going to come back to the family. Does the Bechor get a double share in that? He says, yes. Bechor, Noto, Bishnayim, Besada, Choser, Yovel, right? The Bechor gets a double share in the field that goes back in Yovel. Why? Because the purchaser who bought it from his father in year 40, never, all he had was a Kenyan Paris. If it was Kenyan Aguf, then if he really owned it, then why would a Bechor get a double share when it comes back in year 50? It was only Roy to come back. They didn't own it. The time that he died, the father, you only get a double share in the assets that are there at the time of death. Not, not the, that are going to come later on. LMIEC, that what? That a Kenyan Paris that the, that the uh, Purchaser had is only is is lapkikinyanagufta. I mean, and the field really is still in the in the in the possession of the family. And that's why before it gets a double share. Amar bai nakin. We have a tradition. Baal ben achsishto, a wife has assets, brings assets into the marriage, and and the husband can work and he gets the produce, etc. Sarah Hashanah needs an authorization from her when he negotiates on her behalf. If there's some some you know some din Torah or whatever that they have about her field, he needs authorization. Right? Why? Because she owns the field. He only has Kenyan payrus. So what, who's he authorized to negotiate the uh, the field? Right. That's only if the main pur- purpose was about the field, the ownership of the field, not about the payrus. But if the if the argument, the din Torah was about payros, since he's arguing, since he's he's uh, he's um, authorized to. Uh, negotiate on her behalf because on the payers, which he's entitled to, he can also, he's also authorized to negotiate on the field itself, even though he doesn't have the specific authorization for that. But if he's off, if he's negotiating or going to court over the field itself, which doesn't belong to him, belongs to her, he only has a Kenyan payers, you only have authorization, you only own the rights to the payers, you don't have rights to the land. In common law, you also have a lot of these things where you sold only rights for a certain time, like, you know, I don't know, Demei Mafteach or things like that. Or, you know, today when you when you have your house also, many houses, it's not private land, it's owned by Kakao, you only have a 49-year lease, etc. It's the same idea, you don't really own the land, right? Or the problems going on at the time with the church property, all these issues that are going on now that the uh, the church property was sold to various Jews and now in the, when the uh, 49 years is up, you know, they say, you know, you have an apartment on the 20th floor, but we own the land. You don't own the land. All right. Now, we learned, in, we're going to talk now about issues that are not related to Gittin per se, but they're related to the concept of Neitik and Olam, for the betterment of society. Right? A lot of these halachas we said was for the betterment of society. We say, we say, do this and do that, even though Midaraisa, that wasn't really the case, right? Neitik and Olam, we said, you sell your field to a guy. We said yesterday, right? You buy back the... Uh, you buy back the, the payrolls for give Bikurim, they can say you shouldn't be encouraged to sell land. A lot of these things for the betterment of the Jewish society in Israel. So here we have the following thing. If 
Reuben damages Shimon. Either Reuben himself damages Shimon or his animal damages Shimon. It does some, or Shimon's property, whatever the thing was, whatever he owes him. Reuben is the mazik and Shimon is the nizik. You got to pay, you got to pay for each other, right? If it's a human being himself who did the damage, it's If it's just his animal did damage, he's got to pay the damages in cash, in money. Money, what is money? What is money? So I heard a good definition of money is it's the most liquid asset in a given place and time. That's the best thing. Nothing, nothing replaces money. Everybody wants, you know, cash is always the best. Money is money. With money, you can buy everything, right? Money is money. So that's the best thing. If the guy doesn't have any money, though, what do you do? So you go back and you take his assets, right? The Mazik, there's no cash. The, the best in necessity did a thousand worth, worth a thousand dollars worth of damage. He doesn't have a thousand dollars, but he's got fields. Okay. So when it comes to damage, just show him be this. You give him the best fields. The best fields, uh, he's got to pay back for the best. What do you mean best? There's superior fields, average fields, and uh, inferior, the worst fields. So uh, when it comes to Nazikin, we're going to explain all this is critique also people should be discouraged and be careful about damaging other people. So what the halach is, you got to pay from your best field. Masaki, you got a good field, you got to pay the best field, you got to pay your best property. Now, we don't mean in value, we'll see, we don't mean in value. $1,000 is $1,000. A small, let's call it a quarter acre of your best field is the same $1,000 value as a full acre of your worst field, right? We're not talking about in value, we're talking about but it's a person would rather have the better field, rather have a quarter of an acre of a good field, the best field, rather than a full acre of the worst field. So the Stuck and Shamlam, he's assessed with the best field. Ubachov, a, um, a creditor, if the guy can't pay back, I lent your money, you can't pay back. I want cash. You don't have cash? I'll go take your field, an average field. So position was Iboros. A woman, we're assuming, would rather be married. So if you can't, uh, if you don't have any cash to pay off the Ksuba, you can pay with your worst field. We'll talk about all this will be explained in detail in the Gemara. Remeir, Omer, Remeir says, even Tzibasisha is paid with bainanus, like a Balchov. We don't pass like Remeir. However, this real that we say you pay for the better field, the average field, worse field, that's only if if uh, you have to uh, if you have to collect from what does Nechassim Meshubana mean? That they are, there's a lien on this property, right? Somebody somebody had a prior lien. It was sold after the loan or after the damage took place. But if the if the uh, person who has to pay, the Masik or the debtor or the husband, whoever has to pay over here, he has free assets that are not that are not uh, encumbered to somebody else. They don't belong, you know, they don't in somebody else's possession. Then I feel he's the worst, even if he has the worst field. In other words, the first thing is cash. You have no cash, we'll go after your fields. You have no fields that are that you can give me right now because they've already been sold or given to somebody else. Then we'll go after them and we'll take the best one. But if there's any fields that you have that are not in somebody else's possession, I'll go after your, those fields if you have no cash. Fields worse. You summon, let's say the Mazik died, the Mazik damaged you, or the Jeddard owes you money and he died. And you have to go, if you summon, you only take from the worst. From the worst fields, because for the Yisomim, we make a takana for them. They can't argue, etc. So you only take the worst fields. Emotzian, we, we, we haven't described yet who's the best field. The best fields are the Mazik and the Nizik. We'll talk about that. Emotzian, let's say, let's say you stole, uh, somebody stole my field and sold the field to an innocent purchaser. Now, when I come to collect my field, it's my field. I got a deed over here. I'm going to take it back. Now, when I take it back, I'm taking it back with the fruits, everything that's on it. It's my field. I'm taking my field back. What's going to happen now? The purchaser who bought it from the Ganath, 
after the Goslin is going to go after the Goslin, right? And he's going to say, uh, you know, you know, I put this money in and I give me the, give me, I have all these fruits. Okay, maybe I, who would be the owner of the field, will pay for whatever fertilizer you used, etc. But the fruits are worth a lot of money. When you collect those, when the when the purchaser goes after the Goslin for the fruits, that you can only collect, we'll see, uh, for the fruits or the shvachos or any improvement that he did, that you have to feed the wife and children after divorce, but you don't collect it from the chasim from encumbered property. We'll see also, all these things are for the betterment of society. The Gemara is going to explain what all this is, what, what that is. And here's another common one we've had before. Let's say you find somebody's wall in the street. The guy says, uh, oh, you know what? Um, here's your wallet. And the guy says, okay, could you, you know, some of the money's missing. So you make the guy swear. No, you don't make him swear that he didn't steal anything. Because otherwise people aren't going to be encouraged to, to return stuff. So that's also a tikkun olam for the betterment society. All these alochas, they tikkun olam is really going on everything. Even the ones that weren't specifically mentioned in the mission at the beginning. So all they tikkun olam. Says the Gemara, what do you make tikkun olam? When it comes to damage, the Pesach says, You got to pay the best. If I do damage to you, I cause a fire or a pit or something like that to damage your field. It says, I got to pay the best. So, what do you mean? They take an olam, a damager should pay from the best fields that he has. They take an olam, the rice is, you got to pay the best one. So, it's a Pesach. It's, it's, it's a Pesach. What do you mean? It's a take an olam here. So one answer is we'll see. Some, some things could be, we'll say later on, are that that the Torah said, do it some form and they take it all. But the Pashpachan take it all is it's a Drabanan. The rabbi said, for the betterment of society, you should do this. But the question of this is really the Raisa. Let's say the very best field of the Nizik, the one who was damaged, is equal to the worst field. It's got, in other words, his best field, you have, you know, it's all relative, right? You have, I have good fields, average fields, worst fields. Let's say my, I was damaged and my best field is equal to the worst field of the Masik. So who's it, does the Masik pay the best or, or the worst? Does he pay his best or does he pay the best of the of the Nizik? When you look at the best of the Nizik, Kamash Malan, they take it on Shimon Masik. Rabbi Shmuel says, Minaraisa, you only have to pay the best that the Nizik had. Kamash Malan, they take an olam. That's what mean That's a take an olam. Minaraisa, yes, you have to pay the best, only the best of the Nizik. Kamash Malan, they take an olam. You pay the best of the Masik. It was even though the Masik had much better fields than the Nizik. Again, we're not. We're some of you are talking about even the value. We're going to come out. The value is the same. It's the same thousand dollars. But where's Kamash Malan? That Shamina Masik, we check. We pay the Masik's best field. My Rabbi Shmuel. So first, we understand what do you mean by Rabbi Shmuel? What did he say? The Tanya make it say the Matikam Shal make it say Shal Nizik. You have to pay the best of the Nizik. Make the Kamer Shal Nizik. There is Shmuel. In other words, you pay the bet like the best field that he had, the best uh, field that he had. That's what you have to pay. Rabbi Kiva on the bar cost of a legal sonizok and he is for kavachom alek. Rabbi Kiva says no. The pasuk is just telling you that you don't collect more. It's come to be machmer. It's come to be mach to pay more than damage. We're assuming now in the half a minute. That according to Bishmal, you pay even more than you damage. Meaning, if I, if I, uh, let's say you had a lousy, a lousy patch of, uh, of uh, a lousy garden patch over here of uh, tomatoes or whatever, and I, that's what I ruined. I got to give you better ones. I got to give you better ones. 
And Rebekiva says, no, the Pasuk can be machma like that. Just telling you have to pay from these, you have to pay your best one. Machma, Lashan, Yosem, Mashiach, Ella, to collect Shir, the Menisco, Kamoshi, you got to pay whatever the value is. In Kavachomer Lahekdish. Tomorrow's tomorrow, we'll see what the Kavachomer Lahekdish means, what that means. But according to Bishmal, it sounds like that you pay the best that the Nizik had, meaning even if I damage lousy tomatoes, I got to give you back good tomatoes. In other words, it sounds like I got to give you back more value than I damage. Sounds like I damaged five hundred dollars. I give you back a thousand dollars. Well, if Shmuel, I understand. Achol shmeina, misham shmeina. Achol kushim, misham shmeina. If I if I damage, I consume a, a good a, a good shmeina means a fat, a good one, uh, good tomatoes. I gotta pay back good tomatoes. And if I da- if I and if I uh, consume bad tomatoes, I also have to give you back good tomatoes. Does that make sense? I'm going to give you know how does that work? Why should I have to pay back more? Doesn't make sense. I'm going to give you Now, if my skin comes, achol aruga ben arugas. He, the uh, what happened was my let's say my shore went and damaged one patch of your of your uh, garden. I don't know what he damaged over here. You've got good ones and bad ones. I don't know which one. We don't know. It's gone now. The shore ate them all up. Right, your animal ate them all up. He's got to pay whatever the best ones. The Nizik says, "Oh, I got I had all kinds of good ones. You probably ate one of my best ones. You got to give me back good ones." We know that he ate a bad one. They consumed that one. Mishan Kushi would pay a bad one. Now that we don't know, Mishan Shane's got to pay the best one. Right? What happened over here was Ruben Shore damaged, ate up a patch in Shimon's field. And we don't know. We were saying we don't know if it was a good one or a bad one. Well, if we knew it was a bad one, you know, it's a bad one. Now that we don't know, he's got to pay the best. Why? Let him prove it. Shimon wants to get paid by Ruben. That's not, it's not, we're not talking about that you have to pay back more than you damage. That's not what Rabbi Shmuel is saying. That if I get $500 worth of damage, I got I to gotta, I gotta give you $1,000 just because you're not sure. What kind of sense does that make? Like we said before, the best field of the Nizik was like the worst field of the Masik, of the damager. No, what we do is you pay like the best of the Nizik. And notice the Masik only has to pay like, like his Ziburus, like his worst field. Not in, not in, uh, um, in um, value. We're not changing the value. If I damage $500, I pay $500. If I damage $1,000, I got to pay $1,000. But is the $1,000 do I pay from my best fields? I got much better fields than you. I was the one who did the damage. But my worst field is like your best field. So Bishmol says, Midaraisa, I only have to pay like your best field. Again, the value is the same, but the question is people would rather have good stuff. But Bikiva suffered a Mazak Shamina. No, Bikiva says, no, I have to pay my best field. My time is Bishmol's reasoning. It says, Nemra Saralamata. It says, Ubiyar Bistayacher. Kishlachish Beirov, right? Ubiyar Bistayacher. What's the Stayacher? That's the Nizik's, right? He damaged somebody else's field. That's the Sada Akhir. It says here here says Saralamata, and there it says Saralamala. What's Saralamala? Where it says, where it says Biste Akhir. And then it says Metaf Sadehu Yikhaun. That's the that's Lamata. Just like Lamala, when I says a beer bistehir, that's the Nizik. That's Rabbi Shmuel. I only have to pay Nizik. And then we said, right, but but the Tikkun Rabbanan is you got to pay even the Masik. Rabbi Kiva suffer Meit of Sadehu Yishalein. The Heyach the Kumushalma Meit of Sadehu Yishalein. Who's the one who pays the Masik? Sadehu is the Masik's field. So Rabbi Kiva says Midaraisa, you got to pay the best field, uh, the field of the Masik. Rabbi Shmuel says Midaraisa, you have to pay the Nizik's best stuff. 
right? The Rabban that came along and said, no, that you got to pay the Mazel. Rabbi Shmuel, a honey zeva shav, zeva shav, which tells you you pay the nizics, like we said, you pay only basically nizics. Let's say, we say, right, the Pasuk tells you only have to pay the best of the nizik, even though the Masik, even though they had the equipment of the Masik Ziboris. But let's say the Masik has, has good feel, superior and inferior, Edis for Ziboris, but his Ziboris is low Shabbat Edis Nizik. His Ziboris is not as good as the Edis of Nizik. Then the Mishal Meta, then he has to pay his best one. If he only has good and bad, superior and inferior, and his his inferior is not as good as the Nizik's, Nizik's uh, Edis, then he's got to pay the higher one. So that's what Rabbi Shmuel will use it for. So that's what we're saying over here. And they take it on the rice. He says, no, Midaraisa, Rabbi Shmuel, you pay like the Nizik's best. We pay them if the Mazik has even better stuff than Nizik, stuff that Nizik doesn't even have such good stuff. He has to pay from his field. That's the that's the uh, Tikkun Olam. That's the Tikkun Olam. So that the Mazik should be careful not to damage somebody else. But the value is the same. You did a thousand dollars worth of damage. You got to pay a thousand dollars. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow. We'll explain what we keep it tomorrow.